Turn to Leviticus chapter 6. Leviticus chapter 6. Leviticus chapter 6. And we'll start reading in verse 8. Has everybody found their place? Leviticus chapter 6, verse number 8. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command Aaron and his son, saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. It is a burnt offering because of the burning upon the altar all night until the morning, and the fire of the altar shall be burned in it. And the priest shall put on his linen garment and his linen breeches, and shall put upon his flesh and take up the ashes which the fire had consumed with the burnt offering on the altar, and he shall put them beside the altar. And he shall put off his garments and put on other garments and carry forth ashes without the camp unto a clean place. And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood upon it every morning and lay the burnt offering in the order, in the order upon it. And he shall burn thereupon the fat of the piece of the, the offering. This is where we'll get to verse 13. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord, for your mercy and the grace and love. We thank you for each one that's here. Open our hearts that we may receive the word that you have for us, Lord, and we just thank you for what you've done. If you yourself and fill me with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I know Leviticus is on the top of everybody's reading. Just love to read Leviticus. But if you study it closely, you'll see a type, a picture, a mirror, even a uh, for the grace age Christians that we are. According to the Apostle Paul in Hebrews, all these th things throughout Leviticus and Numbers are simply pictures and figures of the truth. So when you read these things, we're seeing a mirror, a type, a shadow of something that is coming. That was even better, something that you had, you had and I have. They are partakers of right now here we find a fire in the text and we'll find out a little bit God is the one that starts this fire it's a holy fire it's a sacred fire it was the responsibility and the job of the priest of the living God to keep the fire burning they were to order the wood put it on the fire morning and evening they were to make sure it was stoked so that flames would stay red hot and they would, not, they would do this because of a regular routine basis. Uh, someone was needing to come to offer sacrifice for their sins and iniquity. As long as a sinner could see uh, a fire burning on that brazen altar, they knew God was still in the sin-forgiving business. They knew God was still in the iniquity uh, cleansing business. Without that continually burning of the fire, making sure it was stayed red hot, people had absolutely no hope of forgiveness for their sins. I don't make much of anything better in the world than knowing this, your sins forgiven. You've, your sins have been forgotten. I love when people testify and when they get up and got saved and the day the Lord saved them and how God moved on their life and where God brought them from and the path they took to get to the place where God saved them. I love hearing people testify about that. 
Every one of us should be able to say, I was this and God brought me here and I fell on the altar and God saved me. I got born again. I asked God to come into my life and be the Lord and reigning master of my life and he saved me. I am a child of God. I am a Christian. Every one of us, if you're saved, can be able to say at that point in their life. That is exactly what they're doing here. The Old Testament of the law, the burnt offering on the brazen altar, that is the picture of a New Testament conversion. A man walks and he lays his sacrifice down, knowing the weight of the sins on him. God takes his sin debt. There is a remembrance once a year. It didn't eternally forgive them. It didn't, it didn't put the Holy Ghost in them. But the picture is there. God would transfer the sin of that man and put it on the back of an animal and his sins would be applied to that burnt sacrifice. Can you imagine how good it felt to have the weight of the sin lifted off your shoulders year after year for a period? As long as the fire was still burning on the altar, sinners knew I got hope. You say, what does that got to do with us today? Well, I find in the New Testament church age of grace, there is a fire that is still burning. And there's a fire burning in the church of Jesus Christ tonight. Can I say the fire of the church is a better fire? It is a brighter fire. It is fire that was started in Acts chapter 2 and still runs today. As long as sinners can find a church and still have some fire in that church, uh, they still can come to the altar. They can lay their sins on the altar and God will save them. Uh, as long as the church still has that fire and sinners can see the fire, they can still be saved. You say, I don't think there's a fire in the church anymore you better hope so the Bible, Bible said in, in Revelation chapter 1 that Jesus walked among the golden candlesticks and unless the candlestick is absolutely no good if no, the candlestick is not lit it does you absolutely no good no fire burning on it Jesus is walking around in some of the places where the lamp is trimmed and burning and then there are some that the lamps have been put out and not burning. He wants to know where the fire is glowing in the side of the church. The Bible said John the Baptist, the Bible said that he, John was a man on fire for God. Jesus said in John 5, 35, he was a burning and a shining light for him. He was a man that had some fire in his life. I believe the job of the church today is to make sure we constantly have the fire of God glowing in our hearts, glowing in our presence, glowing in our service, glowing in our worship. And when we leave this place tonight, we ought to still have that fire burning inside of us when we leave tonight. But some have liked the virgins in Matthew. They've trimmed the lamps and gone out. They're not waiting for the master. They're not looking for the master. I understand we're in the, the dispensationally, but the picture is still there. We are not to liken those that carelessly handle the things of God. Letting fires go out in worship, letting fires go out in the preaching, letting the fires go out in the singing, 
Letting the fires go out in the praises. Letting the fire go out in giving and witnessing. We're not to handle these things so carelessly where the fire just goes out tonight. Amen, I'm just saying that. So many churches have handled the sweet fire of God in such a careless way that it has finally gone out and died. There's no burning in there no more. My heart's desire is God to keep a fire burning in this church tonight. It was the job of the priest to make sure it didn't go out. The Bible said you are a royal priesthood. As a child of God, you are a chosen priesthood. It's not just my job, but it's everybody's job sitting here. If you're born again a child of God, you are a priest of God. You are to stoke the fire. Don't let the fire go out. job every one of us you're here and you let your fire go out for me to stoke you back up even though I try it's your job to keep your, keep your personal fire going keeping your personal red walk, hot walk with God going so that when you come to this place, when we get together in this place, it's an explosion. It's just not one trying to get everybody going. It's just not two trying to get everybody going. But it's every one of us uh, that we're walking closer to God. We got the fire in God inside of us. Uh, and we're trying to reach out and help others. And when everybody has a fire lit inside them, and when you get to the doors, you can't wait to get the doors. You're so excited that you start exploding and praising God. Amen. Too many have rust out. They have not burned out. Pray God that I never rust out. I, I'd rather burn out for the things of God than rust out doing nothing for God. Amen. I, I want the fire to keep going tonight. Preaching on this, don't let the fire go out. There are some things that I found interesting about the fire. Fire, this fire related to the church of Jesus Christ of the New Testament. First of all, we see the appearance of this fire. When did this fire appear? When you, it showed up in chapter 6 of Leviticus is where God told them how to set things up so when the fire shows up. But the fire doesn't show up here in chapter 6. Fire shows up in chapter 9. Turn to chapter 9. I got to looking at this and I got a little excited. I said, I might run the church tonight. <laughs> it's in my bones, it's in my soul. I'm telling you. Chapter 9 of Leviticus, verse number 23. Now, watch this. Here we find that it, it was God. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people and the glory of the Lord appeared upon all the people. Now listen to this. And there came a fire out from the before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat which when all the people saw it they shouted and fell on their faces. Here we find it, that in chapter 6, everything was set up for the fire. Here we find in chapter 9, God sends that fire. He brings that fire in the midst. And you know why God was so adamant about making sure the fire stayed burning? 
because that no one down here started that fire. There was not one person in the church, no priest started that fire. This is a fire that God sent from another world into this world. And he says, since I sent this fire down to this world, I want you to keep this fire going. Look what happens when fire shows up, what it makes call people to do. When the, fire people, when the people saw the fire, they shouted and fell on their faces. There ain't nothing like getting into a good service and the fire of God starts moving and people get to shouting and get to praising and coming and laying on the altar praising God. Now, can I stop and say this time out for a moment? I said they fell on their faces. They did not fall on their backs. Nowhere in the Bible it says any Christian ever fell on their backs. It was those that came to get Jesus and they said, here I am. And those sinners fell on their back. Here they're falling on their face. They're praising God. They're worshiping God. When God shows up, we don't fall out. We fall in. When God shows up, people give a shout of approval and a shout of praise, a shout of thanks. It's a way of letting God know we appreciate you, God. We thank you, and we want it to keep showing you over and over. Now, I know there are some churches out there that are dead as a cemetery. You, can hear, you can't even hear a sound in the church. They start at 11 o'clock dull and they end at 12 o'clock sharp it's a dead service week after week it's dried up hasn't been a fire in a long time I'm not interested in participating uh, in a service like that. Uh, I'm not interested in pastoring a dead church. Amen. Uh, I'm not interested in being a member of a dead church. Uh, I've got to have some fire about me. I've got to have some shout about me. I've got to have people shouting around me. I need the fire of God to fall down on us. Isn't it funny that while some people say they come to this church because y'all are a lively group. Lively preaching, lively singing, but they don't want to join in. They don't want to join in. They just sit there and say, yeah, well, y'all lively, all right. Y'all got it going on. Well, why don't you join? They don't want the fire to fall on them. I, I find it it's like this way. I find if you get too close to somebody that the fire has fallen on you, you just might get burned. You just might get scorched. And let me just say this. If the fire's falling on somebody close to me, I want to rub up close to them because I want that fire to fall down on me. Amen. Don't let the fire go out. Church. We got problems when we let our fire go out. You know what the Jewish custom, the Jewish history claims this is? They claim the fire God started in Leviticus chapter 9, burnt until the days of Nebuchadnezzar came and took him in captivity. Can anybody just right off the bat tell me how many years that was? Well, let me help you out. It was over 800 years. Whoo! <laughs> Wait a minute, Brother Jimmy, you trying to tell me that fire burnt for 800 years? Yeah, I am. 
God said, don't let it go out. And they didn't let it go out. 800 years, they stoked this fire. They cut the wood for this fire. They kept this fire. And listen to this. They even had, they was in the wilderness for 40 years and they had to carry that fire with them. And they still couldn't let the fire go out. They carried that fire with them. The fire was still burning. 800 years of that fire burning. That tells me a lot of people saw that fire. A lot of people saw that fire. Joshua saw that fire. Gideon saw that fire. Samson saw that fire. Samuel saw that fire. David saw that fire. Solomon saw that fire. Isaiah, Jeremiah saw that fire. They was walking. They was, it was a delivering. It was a continually generation. Every generation saw the fire burning. Every generation was not deprived of walking in the house of God and not seeing the fire. Not having their sins forgiven. And to know that that fire came from God, that'll just make you shake a little bit more. I'm looking at something that came from God. But still yet better than that. We have a fire in the church according to Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one account in one place. And it came in like a fire. <laughs> it came in like a fire. Can I say this? The first fire from God came and they went for over 800 years. But this fire that came from God, it's been going on for 2,000 years. That's telling me there's some people that see the fire. There's some people that can see the fire generation after generation. I thank God for the old timers that, that were still stoking the fire. They were still putting the wood to the fire and they set the fire on. They kept burning the fire. I'm so glad that I was able to see the fire of God. I think these kids in here need to see the fire. They're the next generation to stoke the fire and keep it burning. And know what old time religion is exactly like. Amen. I, I love old time religion. Ain't nothing like that. We see the appearance of the fire. We see the attendance of the fire. You know, I realize this fire to be burning 24-7. And that's what it said. Never let it go out. A fire that's going to burn 24-7 on an altar 5 by 5, and that's what the brazen altar's measurement was, that's going to take a pile of wood. It's going to take a lot of wood. You know how much work it is and to keep a fire going? It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of work. You just can't start it and walk off and leave it. It will soon die out. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. I'm glad I said that. <laughs> I'm glad I said that. I have seen so many come in here and the fire of God be pulling down and burning up and trying to get people excited and all of a sudden they leave. They don't come back. They don't want the fire and they soon die out. Listen, didn't help. They didn't want the fire. They didn't want the fire. I, I want the fire. I don't know about y'all, but I want the fire. I want to keep the fire going. Yeah. Fire does not stay going by themselves. It takes a lot of work. It takes continually attending to the fire, feeding that fire. Put some time into that. 
According to Leviticus chapter 6, the priest had to continually to take the old ashes out so they would mess up the fire. In other words, there's got to be somebody around this fire 24-7. Somebody get the old stuff out and put the new stuff in. Somebody get the old stuff out and get the new stuff in. And you know if you're burning wood, it burns up pretty quick. And they had to continually doing that. You want to keep a fire burning in your heart and in your life, you're going to have to constantly raking some things out of your life tonight. You're going to have to get the ashes of those things that God don't want in your life raked out of your life to get them embers burning again. Amen. You don't. You let the ashes build up in your life. You'll get as cold as a winter night. Amen. And you will die out. Amen. There's all, all kind of obstacles with a fire. You outside, you burning a fire. All of a sudden the clouds roll in. The winds start blowing and that wind wants to blow your fire out. It may start raining. And the water wants to put your fire out. This was on the outside of the temple. It had no cover. I'm just kind of amazed. And what did they do? They built a human pyramid over that fire? No, they kept it burning hotter and hotter and hotter. Let me just say this. The devil has the same thing that God's got. He imitates God. God can send a wind, and the devil can send a wind to blow your fire out. Uh, you may be getting on fire. You may be getting excited about what God is doing in your life, what God is doing in the church. You may get excited, and all of a sudden, that devil wants to blow you out. He wants to put that little amber in you out that you can't get on it. Can't do it. I, I remember when I was a Boy Scout, and that's been a couple of years ago. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Well, I was a couple of years ago in my mind. When I was 14 years old, 13, 12 years old, something along, I was a Boy Scout. And we used to go out on uh, jamborees, and we'd go out in the woods, and we, we'd build a fire. We have six tents around the center of the fire, and we let that fire burn. And, that, and we all go to bed at night and that fire will simmer down. And finally, you couldn't see a glow to it. You get up and say, Scoutmaster, do you want me to start a new fire? He says, Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You ain't got to start a new fire. What do you mean? Watch this. You start raking, moving that embers around. You start seeing a little glow in there. See that little glow in there. And he starts adding some stuff to it. Next thing you know, that, little, that ash pile becomes a burning, burning, burning pile of wood. And you say, wow, let me tell you what, don't, don't count yourself out. Your fire may be burning out. You may get back on God. You may get weak on God. Don't, don't count it out. Just start raking through uh, and get the embers that's inside of you still burning. And it don't take long. There's a fire that'll jump out on you. It takes more than one person to keep the fire going. It's discouraging to go to a church. And it could be the pastor, it could be the one member of the church, and they're in there, and they're trying to stoke the fire and everybody else. No matter what's said, amen, praise God, let's go, let's do it. Everybody else. Mm-hmm. 
I'm telling you, it's, it, it's a, what a discouraging thing to walk in a church and nobody in there is trying to stoke a fire for anybody. It's just like somebody coming, and especially when somebody gets an idea. Oh, Lord, help them. <laughs> Need to pray for those who have ideas. They come up and they say, I think we ought to do this for God. God has laid it on my heart to, and God wants us to do this. I think it would be a blessing. I'm, I'm sure God is leading me that way. And all the church gather around like a wet blanket and put that fire out. Amen. 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 I'm telling you, I remember somebody come up here and say, I think we need a good bus. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think we need a good bus. Church didn't gather around like a wet blanket. Let's go for it. Let's do it. That's what's, that's what's wrong with church. We got too many wet blankets in the church and they can't burn no more because they're soaking wet sitting on pews. Everybody ought to shout right there because if you ain't your wet blanket. Come on. Don't let the fire go out. Joshua ran into a group of people. He said, where y'all from? He said, we, 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 we're way far away. They had lied to Joshua. And they were close up. So Joshua said, all right, what we're going to do for you, we're going to make you servants. We're going to let you be the one who cut the wood down, hew the wood down for the fire. Amen. And this whole group of people had to go through these woods, cutting trees down, cutting them up, and getting them back to the fire. Be careful. God knows what's going on. He knows what your heart is. Young people, there are going to be those that try to put your fire out. You can stand up and praise God. You can give a witness from God. And they're going to put peer pressure on you. Uh, they're going to want you to do this. They're going to want you to do that. Uh, oh, it's all right to go ahead and take a little toke on this. It's all right to drink a little bit of this. Don't let the peer pressure cave you in. Because the one time you do, it might be your last time. I know. I seen it last night. Don't let them pressure you into doing something. You just keep standing for God. Keep giving God the glory. And sooner or later they'll back off of you. There are too many wet blankets in this world today. They want to, they want to quiet your shout. They want to quiet your worship. They want to quiet your praise. It's throwing out wet blankets. Don't let it happen. You keep praising God. You keep God burning in your heart. You keep stroking for God. Don't let your fire go out. There's attendance of the fire. We've got to make sure it keeps going. It's our responsibility to keep the fire stoked. You know, if you, you, can, you know, you can always tell when somebody's been around a fire. You can smell them. You can smell somebody. You can smell somebody's been around fire. It, it just seems like it just gets on you. It just gets on you. I, I, I've been around fires and, and it just seems like that, that, that scent will stay with you. There's something about being in a place that's on fire for God. There's something about being in a place where people are on fire for God. 
And it'll rub off on you. If you ain't careful, it'll rub off on you. Can I just say this? If you feel like the fire is rubbing off on you, you feel like, hey, you get ready to do something you shouldn't do, just go ahead and do it. Because I guarantee if you feel like you shouldn't do it, then you should do it. Amen. If God tells you to jump up and run the pew, jump up and run the pew. Make sure it's God. Make sure it's God. But God's trying to tell you to do something. He wants to keep the fire burning in our lives. He wants to keep the fire burning in our church. And I believe the fire needs to be burned, especially in the days that we're living in today. The fire needs to be as bright as possible it can be. We see the appearance of the fire and the attendance of the fire. We see the annihilation of the fire. Look at chapter 10. Verse 1 and 2. Chapter 10, verse 1 and 2. Now Nadab and Nahu, the sons of Aaron. Here's a counterfeit fire. Here's a counterfeit fire. Nadab and Abu, the sons of Aaron, took either, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and burnt offering and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he had commanded them not to. And when the, went out the fire of the Lord, and it devoured them, and they died before the Lord. You see the counterfeit fire. You know the problem with these guys? They got comfortable around the holy things of God. Yeah. They're thinking, hey, it's no big deal. It's just church. Oh, no, 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 no. I've been taught a, a good, healthy teaching that the things of God, uh, you ought to have a fear of things of God. You ought to handle them with a fear of God in your life. People that absolutely have no reverence for the things of God today, God is going to get you. There's a guy down in Charlotte. I ain't going to call his name out. He had one member of his congregation come up there. And this is one of these way out left field churches. Had one of his congregation come up and open up his Bible. And he opened up his Bible to John 5. You know the story. The guy was laying out the pool of the and he's trying to get in. He says, nobody help me in. And the angel of the Lord come down and stir the water. And he, nobody would help him get in first. And I think it's chapter 5, verse 4, 5, and 6. And he was reading that. In fact, let's just go over and read that. Let's just go over and read it. John chapter 5. I thought this was, I ain't even out of Old Testament yet. John chapter Here you go, John chapter 5. Uh, verse number 3. And these, and these lay a great multitude of impotent folks, a blind, halter, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. Angel will come down. For an angel went down to a certain season in the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, it was made whole, and whosoever the seas he had was gone. And a certain man was there, which he had an infirmity thirty and eight years. 
He was reading that, and he had this. He had, he had his Bible standing like this. That boy had his Bible standing just like this. And he was reading that, and he came over there, verse number five. I mean, verse number four, and took put a great old big X in that. And God looked at him. Why do you do that? He said, you need to know what God said and what God didn't say. He said, that, that verse right there should not be in the Bible. And then he told me the Bible he's using. A weird Bible version. Weird Bible version. That's handling the things of God without reverence for him. Don't think God ain't going to take notice there. Every time you pick this Bible up, God is watching you. He sees you handling it. Every time you walk in the church, God is watching you. What you do in the church, you better handle the things of God with reverence and fear of God. Nadab and Behob thought it was just a joke. Just a joke. Let's just turn church into a fun time you ever been to one of those churches let's just have fun hey they're out there they thought it was a joke they thought it was a joke that is why god killed them revelation chapter 2 verse 4 and 5 nevertheless i have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love remember therefore thou went from thou have fallen and repented and do the first works or else i will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place except thou repent. A church can get so far out that the fire goes out. God vacates that place. Ichabod's written over the front of the door. God help us. The sad commentary for any church, not just this church, but any church, that the people will drive by this church years from now and the doors are boarded up, grass has grown up around it, and says, hey, I remember that church. I remember they were on fire. They were shouting, praising God. They was getting full. People were getting saved. The waters of baptism were stirred. All of a sudden, something happened. What a sad commentary for a church to be like that. I've seen churches like that. Grown up, boarded up. Because the fire has died out. Lord, help us if we let our fire die out. You, you know, the, God will allow the fire to get dim. And just like a fire that was left unattended. He's going to let that fire get down. But he knows there's still something deep down in you. you. You don't go to church when you're cold. You don't go to church when you ain't shouting. You don't go to church when you don't feel the Spirit of God. You don't go to church when you don't feel the movement of God. You don't go to church and sit there with a poked out lip thinking somebody will get me right before I get out of here and come back next week. No, you come because God still got a fire down inside of you that's growing. Let's don't let the fire go out. Keep on singing. Keep on shouting. Keep on worshiping. Keep on praising God. Even when you don't feel like it, just keep on. Don't let the fire go out.
And why you why should not worry about the fire? Because there are people out there that depends on your fire shining. There are people out there that need to see your fire burning. Because we're living in a dark world today. And they need to see some light in this world. We need to bring them in. Amen. That's why you need a, this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to let it shine. I'm not going to let the devil blow it out. Amen. Just want to hide it under the bushel bag. No. Don't put it up. No. Let it shine. Let the fire shine. Let it grow for God. And God will certainly, certainly bless you for it. Amen. Amen.